Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Right next door to us, literally the studio next door, houses KC95, legendary rock station not only in St. Louis, but in America, and... The man who kind of oversaw Casey turning into this monolith was Jeff Smullyan, the uh, founder and uh, former CEO of MS Communications, who joins us now. He's got a new book out called Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down. Jeff joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jeff, that's Gary Davis. This is Randy Carricker. Thanks for taking some time with us. How are you doing? I'm great, Randy, Gary. Good uh, talking to you. So tell us about Casey. Casey was a lot of fun. Uh, we bought Casey in 1984. Uh, we had more fun with it because everybody who listened to it loved it, and everybody in St. Louis thought only people who are locked up in their parents' basement and aren't employed are listening. Um, <laughs> we we had Kay, we had Sweet Meat the Pig, and all of our listeners said Sweet Meat is the greatest thing of all time. Uh, and the advertisers said we're not advertising on a station with a pig with a joint in his mouth. We're not doing it. And um, so we had, we had more fun with it because we said, okay, we have, we have a perception problem here. And so we cleaned up sweet meat. We put him in a costume. We took the joint out of his mouth, sent him to hospitals and charity events, tried to make him a good guy around town. Um, and by the way, you'll notice he's got the joint and the beard back now, but that's another yep. story <laughs> 40 years later. Um, and we did, we did profiles of listeners and we had a picture of a woman who looked like she had just been traveling with the Grateful Dead when she was like 18. And then a picture of her now, and she was like a prominent surgeon. And somebody who looked like he had blown up the federal building when he was 18. <laughs> and, and now the guy's a prosecutor. So it was like the perception versus the reality of Casey. And uh, it changed the perception. We had more fun with it. We did an ad campaign called You're Never Too Old to Rock and Roll. Uh, about a guy who's you know comes home from work in a suit and tie, and he goes into his his office and he he pulls his tie down and he's doing you know air guitar, and his daughter sees him, and his the and the wife comes in and they're like shocked that this upstanding businessman is you know playing Stone songs on his air guitar, and we just had more fun. It was uh, Casey was a great project. Hey Jeff, your book "Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down: The Ups and Downs and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur." What does that title mean? Never ride a roller coaster upside down. Well, I have always believed that life is a roller coaster ride, and I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I said I'm an entrepreneur because I'm not hireable by anybody else in a free society. But I started <laughs> Emma's 40 years ago. I, I, I had to laugh in the introduction, said former CEO, and I went, oh, my God, these guys know something I don't know. I <laughs> Sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, it just that's life. And I always said we did so many crazy things uh, that it's really been a roller coaster ride upside down. And uh, the book was written at the behest of my now college freshman daughter. I would drive her to school every day, 
from kindergarten until she fired me when she got her driver's license. And um, we would just talk about life. And she said, Dad, you got to write this down. Nobody would ever believe these stories. And there's stories about our life in Major League Baseball. And I was an ambassador and we owned the largest network in Hungary and we got nationalized there. Uh, and then uh, obviously the start of, you know, all sports radio, WFAN, which started the whole genre. Um, so it was, it's just been fun. And I have a favorite saying, uh, the line between being a genius and idiot is very fine. And I've been on both sides. So I, I have one chapter that's idiot to genius. And that was the start of all sports radio. Cause when we did it in 1987, everybody said, this is a really stupid idea. Uh, and then it worked. And so I went from idiot to genius and then we bought the Seattle Mariners and I was kind of the boy wonder in the Northwest and signing autographs and giving speeches and everybody loved us. And then the team didn't win. Uh, and we lost a ton of money, and so I went to idiot. So that's why. <laughs> Looking back, granted, you were losing a ton of money, but that franchise is yeah. worth $1.7 billion now, according to Forbes. You sold it for $100 yeah. million, correct? $125, and okay. I really wish you hadn't, hadn't reminded me Sorry. of that. Sorry, yeah, um, the salt in the wound. Well, there's a, there's a story in the book. My friend David Stern, when we got out of Seattle, offered me the Houston Rockets, said, I don't care what you put into it. You run it take the equity you want. And uh, I turned him down because I said, I got to fix Amos. And Amos has always been my first love. Uh, and whenever I would talk to David afterwards, he would tell me how much the Rockets were worth. And I think the latest is like two and a half billion. So um, I am the king of sometimes making decisions that aren't so smart. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. But your, your, your first all sports radio station, how, what went into that idea? And you said it was people saying, you know, that wasn't a great idea, but it ended up, I mean, that's what we do every day here. What went right. into that? And, and how did that decision come about? Well, I had I, I went to USC. I'm from Indianapolis and been in Indianapolis my whole life. But went to school at USC when I wasn't paying attention in the class, which was a pretty common occurrence for me in college. Um, I thought about all sports radio. I was always a radio junkie. And when we bought the, the Doubleday stations in New York, we had two FMs and we had an AM. And it was it was it had the Mets and it had country music. And the joke was it was the largest country music station in in America because it was in New York City, but it was like 30th in the ratings. So we just said, look, let's, uh, I, I brought it up to a manager's meeting and said, I want to do this, and it got voted down. Um, one of my best friends walked out of the meeting and said, what do you want to do? And I said, you really can't lead where people won't follow, so we can't do it. And the next day, um, Rick Cummings, uh, who was was then and is still now head of uh, all of our product, uh, came in and said, look, we owe you one. The company's doing really well. Uh, we still think this is a stupid idea, but we owe you one. We'll do it. Um, and then it, for the first 18 months, it was known as Smullyan's Folly. Everybody thought it wouldn't work. We made a lot of mistakes. Jim Lampley called it the Vietnam War of Amos. <laughs> uh, and and then it and then we merged with NBC. We moved the frequency. We got Don Amos. We put Mike and the Mad Dog together, and the whole thing took off. You know. Jeff Smullyan, the name of the book is Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, CEO of MS Communications, the founder of what we're doing, Sports Talk Radio, former owner of the Seattle Mariners. And Jeff, it's interesting because I did a lot of hits from St. Louis in those early years right. on WFAN. And it's amazing to me, and I was telling somebody recently how this medium has changed because in 1987, everybody didn't have all the information literally in the palm of their hands. I remember doing right. shows at KMOX, post-game shows, where people would call in and say, Tony Gwynn was hitting 390. Hey, how's Tony Gwynn doing tonight? Nobody cares yeah. about that anymore. And the 
the medium has evolved from an information medium into a, an opinion medium. Uh, right. And, and right. it's I, I think it's better now. But I, I just want to get your read on the, the evolution of sports talk radio, too. Well, that was the the original idea. We brought in a lovely man named John Shannon, who's passed away many years ago. But John was an ABC network guy, and he did sports at ABC, and he wanted to make like network radio and all information. And and it, it just, when we made the switch about nine months into the project, where we meant local opinion, New York people, uh, it changed everything uh, because people care. You know, I, I would say, you know, Karl Marx used to say religion is the opiate of the masses. Well, in, in America today, sports is the opiate of the masses. This is what people care about. It's a great diversion from our, the rest of our lives. And we just, you know, what you find is, you know, people in St. Louis, you know, want to talk about the cards and they want to talk about the blues uh, that they, I guess they don't want to talk about the Rams anymore, but that's it's true. But, <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, people care passionately about their teams. And when you could play, find a forum for it, I, I'll tell you one quick story. I think you'll appreciate uh, in, in, in baseball sports radio sort of changed the dynamic because before sports radio, if a columnist ripped you in the morning, you read the paper in the morning and you were done. So with sports radio, it was a 24-hour dialogue. And if you were doing something that was criticized, you got ripped all day long. Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends in baseball came to Seattle, and he's driving around town, and he hears the sports radio station ripping me for some some stupid thing I did, or that he thought I did. And he said, you know, I'm not a religious man, but to think that the guy who invented this format who ruined the lives of every manager and owner and player in sports now owns a team and is getting ripped proves to me that there's a God. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Smullyan with us on 101 ESPN. Hey, I need to ask you about Ken Griffey because Kerry's, okay. Kerry's baseball player growing up, and obviously it was Ozzy because he was here, but if, if you ask most people his age, 40s, who their guy was growing up, it was Ken yeah. Griffey Jr. And you were right there on yeah. the inside of the emergence of Ken Griffey Jr. What was that like? I loved him. It's funny because I was of the era where every kid either loved Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays. I was a Willie Mays fan. I haven't kept a lot of memorabilia from baseball, but two pictures I've kept. I kept the autograph card or the lineup card the first night that Ken and his dad played together. Um, I framed that. And then I have a picture of Ken and his dad on the field the first night. And then the other picture I have is Ken and his dad and Willie Mays and me at a spring training game. I loved Kenny. My favorite part of baseball, people said, what'd you miss? And you really, a lot of the aggravation you don't miss. Um, my favorite saying is, statement was if in an owner's meeting, somebody said, every man in America wants to own a baseball team except the 30 guys who actually do. Um, <laughs> but I loved, I loved Kenny. Um, he was, he was, we were like, my best friend was president of the team, and we would go before every game behind home plate there's a little area where we'd sit and watch the first couple of innings where we had to go up to the owner's box and talk to you know politicians and dignitaries and all that and we'd just sit there and before the game kenny would come in and just shoot the breeze about everything and i loved him uh I'll tell you one story it's in the book um kenny made a catch uh that's probably the most famous catch ever where he's running full speed and he runs up the wall to catch the ball um, and and he runs up the wall, and the next night before the game, 
Kenny says, what do you think of that catch? And, and Gary said, Kenny, that was an, a, a fairly nice catch. Um, but you tore up the padding, and we're going to have to document <laughs> <laughs> And Kenny, without missing a beat, said, get that, get that money from ESPN. They're going to be showing that clip for three years. <laughs> and, and, and honest to God, they show that clip. Even today, I see that yeah. clip. I, and I still don't understand how he did it. He's just running full speed. He just runs up the wall and catches the ball. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, Jeff, you talked about the entrepreneurship and and just starting your own businesses and starting your own companies. What is the part of you that is there a fearful factor of of being an entrepreneur and not having a a set salary and having to do all about it on your own? And and what kind of thrived and allowed you to go through that and be able to continue to have the success that you had? Well, I've I've had I've come from a family of entrepreneurs. I've always said I'm an entrepreneur because nobody in a free society would actually ever hire me. Um, so I was always destined to be an entrepreneur. I loved it. I knew what I wanted to do at an early age. I loved radio, uh, and then that led to all the other things. But I think, and I kind of joke, we're all the entrepreneur of our own lives. Um, but I think it's just having the ability to make the decisions and be involved. And, and chart a course. And I've, I've been blessed. I've been with uh, a lot of the people, you know, John Beck, who ran Casey, was with us all the years we owned it for like 35 years. Rick Cummings, who was the person who first said sports radio is a stupid idea, uh, started with me in 1981 and we're together, you know, to get to this moment. Um, so I've been surrounded by great people. Uh, and it's just been fun. You know, and I think if you can have fun and surround yourself with great people, usually good things happen. Not always, not always, but usually. That's what it's all about. Yeah, have fun, surround yourself with good good people, let them do their job, and more yeah. times than not, you're going to succeed. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Jeff Smullian, the book is fantastic. It's called Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down by Jeff Smullian, CEO of MS Communications, former owner of the Mariners, and some great stories in there. Jeff, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Good luck with the book. Hey, thanks, guys. And I, I, I promised my publicist I'd tell people that if you want it, just look it up on Amazon under Jeff Smollian or Never Ride a Roller Coaster, and you can buy it. Okay? Sounds great. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. See you. Bye. That's Jeff Smullian, former owner of the Mariners.